This is We Make People. I'm Robin Phillip. In this episode, I sit down with friend, former consulting engineer, wife, mother, and in my opinion, superwoman Jessica Galloway. Jess left a promising career as an engineering consultant to stay home and raise three kids. We discuss how she and husband Paul came to that decision, the guilt and the self-doubt that comes from the realities of being home with your kids, and the fear of leaving a gaping hole in your career timeline. This is We Make People. My name's Jess. Um, I've been staying at home as a mom for almost seven years with uh, three kids. I got one in school. One is about to go into school and a toddler. My husband works full time. We used to work at the same company in the same position, essentially. And when we, um, when I when we had kids, I I decided I wanted to to stay home. The reason why I think we're going, I, I want to go down this path of like discussing being a stay at home mom with you is because you you don't fit the bill to me for a typical stay at home mom, like. You you had a career. You didn't just have a job. Um, that that career was very much technically driven or technically oriented, which I think if you're, you know, a childcare provider, if you're a teacher, if you're somebody who works with kids and you work with people, then maybe you can, you know, there's a, maybe an easier transition there from you know being with your kids to going back into work. Um. Am I, is it inappropriate for me to say that like there wasn't an obvious breadwinner in your house? Like you and your husband were fairly equally compensated. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, he's making all the money. So like it's a financial decision. It's, you know, and plus you're also like a super social person. And so I was like, wow, like that's, there's a lot of isolation in being a stay at home mom. It's significantly more isolating than I expected. I, I don't know how I can feel lonely surrounded by people crawling all over me oh <laughs> but well, yeah so, that does happen so that's an, that's interesting so what were your expectations so before you had kids were you thinking i would stay at home or yeah I, okay so i was uh my mom was a uh, stayed home with us till i was like 12 um so i think it was just something i always kind of pictured myself doing i always used to love kids i liked babysitting always played with kids um so it was just something I, I, I saw myself doing in the future. So um, when I decided to stay home, that was definitely a factor in that. Um, Paul pointed out that his mom also stayed home. So it wasn't uh, like unfamiliar for him. And interestingly, um, his sister also stays home. And my cousins, um, like most of them, are also all staying home. Now, none of them had a major career as as far as that goes but um that was just kind of like it's just it's not expected it was just not unusual so to me for me i actually don't have any friends that i went to school with that have decided to stay home um most most of them just went back to their careers and so it is it is somewhat unusual so as far as the decision to stay home okay so that was done by a lot of factors we moved away um, after school, we ended up not leaving Waterloo. Um, so our family being in Cernia and Windsor, it's kind of a trek to go down and visit 
on weekends, right? So when, like, I always just felt like when I was working, our lives were just busy. We were always doing something. We were like almost every weekend we were going out of town, either to Toronto to visit friends or Oakville to visit friends or family in London or in, in Windsor and Sarnia, like just, we were always going somewhere and I felt my life was very, very rushed. So I didn't want that to be a permanent staple for us. I don't enjoy being rushed um, and having no downtime. So um, when we had our first little guy and we were talking about somebody staying home, you know, all I could think was our parents want to see this kid like as often as possible. Like I have memories of seeing my grandparents like almost daily and to not have that for my kids was sad for kind of everybody. So, um, we thought if somebody stayed home, you know, it wouldn't feel like every spare moment was spent traveling down the 401 to visit family. Like even if we gave up our weekends, we'd still have weeknights where they could be, we could have downtime or, um, you know, somebody was home to at least make dinner. Okay. So that makes sense. Like you more time home with your kids, more opportunities to to go and see family is that kind yeah, of basically okay. that was that was the biggest factor for somebody staying home um so when you say somebody was for, there we, we were paul totally was on board he he would have stayed home i think for sure um so that comes to the kind of the next phase of how i felt about staying home um one i didn't i didn't 100 percent love what i was doing at work that was that was a small factor about it but it wasn't wasn't the deciding factor by any any shot um I like being in charge of things and the thought of having my husband be in charge of the house, you know, I'm sure he'd be fine, but it, it I think it would just drove me crazy inside. Like I just, I have this need to control, you know, the, yeah, the flow of things yeah. and the thought of, I just, I just can't, I it was like, I cannot let go. So I was like, well, I'd rather stay home right? so I can make sure things are running the way I want them to be. And, you know, he was kind of fine with it. So he, 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 you know, ha having his mom stayed home, it was kind of, again, it feel, felt more natural, I guess. If he had insisted, we might have had different discussion on that. It wasn't, sure. uh, it wasn't set in stone. No, but... it wasn't. It wasn't. So, so when the time came, so you took your mat leave, you did, how long did you, you I did, did the full leave. A full one year. Yep. And so at what point did you, did you go to your employer and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not returning. Yeah. Um, I gave them a few months, I think, notice. I didn't want to give them too much. I didn't know what was going to happen to my benefits and stuff if I stopped. And I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to be able to change my mind. But when I when we definitely decided, I think it was a couple months, I thought that was a reasonable enough time for them to find a replacement. You know, I didn't want to just drop it two weeks before I was supposed to return. Didn't seem like a reasonable thing to do, but. And then how did, how was that perceived? Actually, it, I was really nervous about it sitting with my, my direct supervisor and then my overall boss. It felt, I felt really nervous about it, but they weren't upset at all. They actually were very like encouraging about it. They were, they thought it was, it made a lot of sense and at no, they didn't make me feel bad about it. In, in fact, my boss said, you know, you know, make sure we contact HR. We don't want to We'll tell them you're leaving when you leave. Like, we don't want your benefits to cut out. Right. Like, they'll give it up to the year. And yep. they thought it was great. So. So you felt fairly supported. It from actually that. was super supportive. So expectations in terms of of what a stay, your stay at home mom life 
was going to be like what did you picture in your head with child number one versus now child number three i uh honestly i i thought i'd be better at it (laughs) i i don't i i guess i thought i would spend a lot more time playing with them and teaching them and you know then they'd they'd go off and play on their own and i'd make dinner and you know and then you know paul come home we'd all eat dinner together and then we'd have kind of our evening free to to be together and um in some respect that is but you know them going off and playing on their own and me making dinner is not something that really happens. Even when they're older, um, they're sometimes they're fighting. Uh, the middle one's always hitting his head against something and crying. Like <laughs> it's just, uh, there was months where the, the toddler, she'd just hold onto my legs and scream while I made dinner. And it didn't matter what time of the day I was making dinner. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, if I'm making it at five, she's getting upset. Maybe she's hungry. I'll make dinner at two and then it's ready, you know, when we want to eat. No, no, it's just me standing at the kitchen was just upsetting her for no reason. So, you know, it's just, it was, it's more stressful than I was expecting it to be. Um, and maybe part of it is that it, it doesn't stop. Um, not that any parenting ever really stops, but when you're home all day There's no and breaks. all night yeah, yeah. and then it's the next day and the next night and the next day and the next night, like I, there's no point in time where I'm turning any of that off like it's just my day is just one continuous day so i mean if you go to work and you you love what you're doing at some point you you want it to stop (laughs) but you you can't so so that's actually uh, a little bit tricky that like to me i i look at you and 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 i'm just like i don't i don't know how you do it because you have you have virtually no support network in town so like I know like yeah and that that makes it hard too like I can't call my mom the, and yeah, say hey can you come hey, by come and, by and take the kids for an hour while I go whatever yeah so so how how is that you know like your folks your folks come down once in a while or yeah my mom will come visit um uh, for about a week at a time she does it a couple times a year um and Paul Paul's mom will come by the dads never really want to stay they insist on staying like one night and leaving so. You know, there's lots of trains and, and stuff, but, um, so there's that, but then it's, it's like all or nothing, right? Like I either have full-time help for four days straight or no help at all. So, or you might get a break, but it's maybe without your husband because you know, here's, he's got to be home. Here's the with- interesting thing about breaks. It's like you need, people say you need a break and, and that's super true. Like I'll go out with a friend, um, you know, we're doing this little podcast thing now. It's kind of fun. Something different. Um, it's kind of a break. A couple hours, you're getting out of it, and then you're coming and you're doing something that's for you, which is nice. Um, another type of break is when you can totally shut it off. Like with three kids, I'm finding it harder to like. I want to go away for a weekend. Like yeah. I, I want two nights and two days of of not being with the kids. Like, well, not it's not that I don't want to be with them. I just don't want to worry about them. For I just want to get off the ride for a few minutes and and breathe for a bit, and then come back to it. So that's something that might be a little little difficult but the other thing that i that i really consider a break is sometimes i just need the kids to give me a break i need them to have you know a day where i don't have to shout instructions every time or a day where they're not bickering and it's not all the time but you know we go for weeks and somebody's just in a bad mood and and you know knocking stuff over or the baby's teething or for some reason, somebody's really tired and, and they're all just fighting. 
And it was like, I could be fine if sometimes it's just not constant whining at home, like, which like that, that would also be a break. It's a different type of break, but. Right. Cause you, you need to try and ignore that, but you're, you're absorbing that. It's, I cannot, it's in your face. It's I in your can't face. rest when somebody's whining or crying. So, you know, like that whole cry it out. If the baby needs to cry for a little bit, like I can't stand that. Like I put her down and if you know, everything's fine. Sometimes she just needs like three minutes to scream yeah. it out and then she passes out and she's fine. But like, that is the worst three minutes. Like I'm just sitting there on edge. Like my day's not done unless they're sleeping and comfortable and happy. So when, you know, they're watching a show, but suddenly one of them has to chew on the other person's Duplo build and then they're crying. And I don't know why this is happening because everybody's supposed to be happy watching their favorite TV show. Yep. Like, not a break. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Like, it sounds like I'm complaining because it's, everybody has it hard in a different way. But, um, no, because I, so my, my daughter goes to daycare and my son, who's only three months old at this point, he will also go to daycare because I'm, my plan is to go back to work. But, but yeah, like there's times on like some weekends where we're all home together and I'm just like, oh God, like I need to plan the entire day and make sure that everybody's occupied and make sure that, okay, we're going to go to the park. We're going to go for breakfast and go to the park and then we'll come back and, and you kind of have it whole, the all mapped out. But that's only like a few days a week. Yeah. But to, I, I and think, I'm not that kind of person that wants to plan those kind of things, yeah. which is another reason I wanted to stay home. I just don't want to plan every moment of our life. You know, when Oscar started going to school, it really put a kink in our, our like I'd pick up the kids sometimes and, and just drive to Windsor to f visit my parents for two days just oh, right, yeah. why not Let, let's just go and you know or we just do the ran most random things little things like that and having a schedule was just like really cramped our style I think it's kind of which is fine because he loves school so that's yeah. that's very a big positive although the downside is because I'm used to knowing every detail of his life when I send him to school, I, I it's like this vacuum and I don't know what he's experiencing and he'll come home and tell me things and I don't, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know. He's got tales too, like stories that are quite wild. <laughs> I was like, some of that's true. Some of that's not true. Yeah. So that's hard too. So it's like, I needed the break by sending him away, but it's also hard to give him the break, that break, because I don't want to let go. Yeah. So what will that, so... So look, looking forward, as your, as your kids are getting older, um, they're going to be going to school. Is there the thought of like, hey, I'll go back to work? Or is there like, have you, is it, are you content with, with your life right now being a stay-at-home mom? Or do you see down the road like, hey... I will be at some point back in the workforce. And by, by no means is this like a judgment, like, no, no. cause I know there's a lot of people that will come up to you and just be like, so when are you going back to work? But yes, that is actually my most dreaded question. A lot of people, a lot of stay at home moms get really cranky. If you ask them what they, what do you do all day? Because it's obviously a ridiculous question, but my, my question is, Oh, so when are you, when are you going back to work? And mm -hmm. that makes me actually the closer it gets, the more nervous I get about that. So like, how do you, what is your, what do you see? It, like, um, right now, my current plan, I guess if I have a plan at all would be, I'd go back when the youngest is starting school. Right. Or maybe a year after just to round things out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, 
So that's, that'd be my current plan. I've always left it open for if, you know, I felt that I couldn't stay home anymore, um, that I just, you know, I can always make that change, look for daycare and, and get, you know, find another career option. Um, but it is, it is kind of intimidating having, it's now been almost seven years since I've been employed. So one of the questions I always think to myself is what, what am I going to be going back to? Like, will I go back to my original position at my original company? I don't know if I'd want to do that. Um, and then how do you, how do you explain staying home with a family, you know, for seven years? Like basically it's a seven year employment gap, which, you know, I could just, I guess, write on my resume, stayed at home as a mom, which right. I guess in my view, most employers would consider not useful at all right just oh that's what she did so let's just go back to seven years ago okay what what are her credentials from then and then so you don't you there. don't see that any kind of experience or growth in the last seven years would be perceived as anything valuable yeah like i i feel definitely like i've changed and that that stuff is valuable but i'm not sure in my field it would be considered a useful aspect it's i mean engineering is generally male dominated environmental engineering has a lot more females working um but you know we we live in a society where if you're not making a lot of money then we don't know why you're bothered doing anything you're doing so you know we don't we don't even value elderly people who have put their time in to the system that we think so is so important once they're done it's suddenly they're just not not useful anymore. So, you know, I'm, I'm purposely staying home and not making any money. Right. Like I don't, I don't see that as something people would consider employers would consider useful. Right. Um, I know that sounds a little negative, um, but I have, I have seen how in, in, you know, who I used to work with was, I have seen how mothers have been treated, not, and it's not this, obvious thing it's super subtle and it's just this attitude that if you're not available to be a worker constantly even if you're not actually needed constantly then you're not you know they're not as committed or if you are employed and you are working that has value if you have other things that are important it kind of has value but it's not as important as working i think that's probably especially true for jobs and careers where you can't be home and work yeah so like if you're you know you you can't go home and make dinner and then go back out and take samples from a well like that's, yeah no nobody would want to do that that's so good. like your your career doesn't isn't really conducive to that 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 idea of like oh well i gotta go pick up the kids and we'll have dinner and then they'll go to bed and then i'll, I'll work for another extra two hours if i have to yeah but i, I mean i could definitely finish the reporting though right like, I don't actually have to be at my desk to be doing that. And lots of people do that. But then that's that's always an addition to your eight-hour day, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. That's, that's never part of it. Like, it, they don't encourage you to do that. Um, and different different offices have different types of cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on where you work, you know, it's more acceptable to come in at nine rather than eight because you're there till seven anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Do, so do you see yourself... M- potentially going back into that field that see yeah that and that's where i get stuck because i i did i i I felt like i was good at my position um 
And I definitely liked uh, the project management aspect of it, but I did not like the rushing and the extra work. Um, that was kind of always a surprise. Um, like you knew it was coming sometimes, but other times, you know, you, you just have to leave and suddenly you're on a conference call and it's five and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm also kind of surprised at the lack of work-life balance that really does exist. Mm-hmm. Like you always kind of pictured myself, nope, I'm going to make this work because I'm going to love what I do at work and I'm going to love home and it's all going to kind of mesh and sometimes it'll be hard, but you know, we'll move past the hard points, but it seems like consulting engineering is definitely set up to be just all hard points, right? Like their goal is for you to work as many hours as possible because we bill those hours. So there can be no other way for the company to make money if right. I'm not if working not all working, the hours they right. want me to work. Yeah. Re- regardless of a... it's, it's not just quality of job that you, that has to be there too, but they want you to just do more of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, and that's just a function of that type of work. Mm-hmm. So like, are there other opportunities or options that you know of that you could take that? Well, and once in a while I think about, I think about that. Um, I definitely think about ways to say maybe work part-time in different fields. Um, so I could still be home when the kids want to come home from school. Um, somebody can still be home to, to do that type of work. Um, but a lot, a lot of it is I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And that's a huge problem for tons of people. Like you're just like, okay, well, we're going to do this for now. Cause it's interesting and I like it now, but maybe I won't like it later. So you kind of want to keep it open. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, and sometimes it's intimidating. Sometimes I sit around and think, okay, what am I truly interested in? And I often come up with the answer of, I don't know. Um, I'm going to blame a little bit of that on parenthood <laughs> yeah, and maybe being a stay at home mom. Cause it really is exhausting. There's a, that, that emotional exhaustion where you just don't want to make important decisions. Like I was telling you about a break at the end of the night, you know, like I'll, I'll hit a point where the kids are in bed. I am done. I don't, I don't want to file any taxes. I don't want to do any more paperwork. Like I, I need to turn it off and have no responsibility for like an hour or two. And then I need to go to sleep. Yeah. And I need that a lot more than I expected. <laughs> so that's hard too. Cause it, so it leaves a little, not very much time for considering right. additional work. I have no doubt if I found something I was passionate in, I could jump right in, even though the kids were around and, right. and, and try to, you know, do like a little business. I, I would love that. I just don't know what it would be. Right. And I think part of that is that I'm too tired to consider all my options or is that getting better as the kids get older in some respects um i also feel like sometimes the more sleep i get the more i need um so i'm almost making up for all that like none of my kids were good sleepers in their first couple years so it's been a long kind of a long haul of getting up with them just a bunch of times so it's been almost like this month has been a really good month for kids just sleeping I just want to sleep more. <laughs> I'm still dragging myself out of bed. I don't think I'll ever make up for the time loss. You mean you didn't bank enough sleep hours yeah, before yeah. I had kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. Be- while I was pregnant, got got all the sleep while I could. Oh, that's the worst statement in the world. <laughs> I don't know how anybody finds that funny at all. <laughs> this is a pro tip for anybody. Yeah. No mom. No moms like that joke. But it, you know, it's other parents making that joke. So I don't. I don't know. I think. I think when 
you're tired, something happens to your brain. So you yeah. make bad jokes that hurt other people's feelings. So, okay. I, the other thing I find interesting too is, is so you, you stay at home mom making dinner, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, you kind of go above and beyond that. Cause like, I'll, we'll, well, yeah, yeah. I try to fix things. But, you know? yeah, like we'll come over and you've got like a, a, a makeshift crane out of like cereal boxes. And a, like, so I, how, how, can you talk a little bit about how like your engineering and your sort of passion for that? Actually, and- something I do love doing is fixing and, and making things for the kids to work. Like, so if the, you know, they, they've got this truck and, and it just doesn't do what they want it to do. So I gotta, so I'll modify it with glue and screws until it does what they want it to do. And they're happy, which is, which is really cute. Although now they think I can fix any toy regardless of the damage they've done to it. And they think they can break things on purpose because mom's going to fix everything and it's not a problem. Um, yeah, so sometimes I, I do other things like that. And so that that goes back to me, like, I guess I'm not being, the, I'm not the hands-on childcare provider I thought I'd be. I figured we'd read stories all day and then I'd teach them shapes. And I did that a little bit, you know, but there was a lot of Sesame Street teaching them letters. Um <laughs> the oldest he never he knew his numbers one to ten really early except i think it was six he could never remember what the number six was and it wasn't because he got it confused with nine it's because we didn't have a sesame street episode that was all (laughs) was brought to you by the number six and he just never (laughs) it is it was it i remember the day it became i'm like why can't he ever remember this number and i'm like then i'm i was looking for a show for him i'm like i don't think there's a number six in here i think that's why he's confused (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah like i i guess part of the part of the what i find hard is i'm not the mom i thought i would be i thought i would be this extra patient like play with them all the time you know make dinner on the side you know do little things but I, but i'm not i need to do other things with the kids around me so you know they often help me fix whatever's broken or do the gardening or or whatever so uh, but kids can only do certain things for so long and that's maybe where I find a lot of my strife is like, okay, well, I just have to finish this one little part and they don't want to, they don't want to finish that yep, one little part. They're done. Yeah. Yep. They're done doing it. And it's not their fault. Another good reason to stay home is I was, we're, I'm able to fix the faucet when Paul's, you know, the baby's mm-hmm. napping and Paul's out. And now we don't, so ha- new now we don't and- have yeah, <laughs> curtains now, you know, now we don't have to fix that on Saturday. Right. Which is, it was just part of the plan of let's let's slow things down because something's always broken if you own a house yep things are never not broken and there's and then when you're done fixing one thing the next thing's broken and then you hit that 10-year point where everything just starts breaking again and then you have to redo it all yep so the the that the idea of the stay-at-home mom and and the time with the kids and the, the good memories like do you do you feel like those positives are still like are still there or do you feel like like is that you know i don't know um and that goes back to being i'm not the mom i expected to be like i i thought i'd be more patient i thought i'd be more um playful i guess and i i think i've always been disappointed in myself that i'm not so if i do lose my temper which is more frequently than i'd like i i'm disappointed in myself and i i'm like i wonder did you know did i am i ruining these memories for them like am i are all they going to remember is me shouting at them to put their laundry away? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, or and, maybe we had that too. And we just didn't, we it, didn't absorb those. 
Yeah, I mean, I clearly remember the times I got yelled at, and most of the times it was totally unfair. So is that what they're seeing? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I vaguely, you know, I have those memories of me like barked at for something. And I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. And of course, I'm sure I did. Like, how yeah. could I not? Right. Like, so that there's, there's that, um, there's that part of it. So it, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of time to think about it. Definitely a lot of time to think about it. It's like, as it's happening, you get, you get frustrated, you send, you know, send them to your room or you, yeah. or you take a toy away and you're like, I'm, I'm just, I can't stand it. I can't believe they did this. And I like run off and I, I I'm really good at texting Paul, like I text him all kinds of, he must think my days are the worst because I just <laughs> send him angry messages all day when something is going wrong. But I need that outlet. I, you know, a lot of times when you're with your child, you feel like they're not really paying attention to what you're saying. Um, and that's true for everybody, but imagine that all day long for everything. Like I, I say things like wash your hands way too frequently. And it's not like, it's not like I have to say it every time. I have to say it every time, 17 times. And then to each of them, it's, it's, it's just, it's maddening. And it, it can really, it can grate on you some days yep. and some days it's not as bad. And I don't know. If, and a lot of it's all me. It's, it's all on how I perceive it. So if we're having a bad day, but I let it get to me and I start say yelling or storming off because I, I don't want to yell. So I'm just going to go somewhere else and, and and let it out or or whatever. You know, that makes the day so much worse for me. Whereas if if it's the kid having a problem and I'm able to keep a lid on things and, and, and settle things down, even if he continues to have a bad day, because kids have those days, no matter how patient you are. And sometimes yep. it feels like the more patient you are, the more they're trying to get you mad. And I see it. I see it in their eyes. <laughs> babies don't do that but the older kids do and it, you can tell and you're just like that that makes it really hard um but if i can be patient enough to work them through it even if if just the day has to end because they have to go to bed mm-hmm. um that day to me was a win because yeah they had a bad day but i didn't i was able to to be happy so my goal is always to have more of those days than more of the grumpy days right <laughs> And sometimes, I mean, and sometimes in my perspective, like me, say yelling once will will count as a bad day. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm like crap. I I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lost my temper when you know he hit his brother for the fifth time after I told him not to. Like, <laughs> right? But you know, it's it's so a lot of that's perceptions. And when you are the primary person responsible for raising a person, any bad behavior i guess you see in that child you you feel that you've failed you know like yeah i i failed here your fault yeah it's my fault because i i could have done this better two years ago and now he can't handle i don't know losing a soccer game or or whatever right um right so it's so there's there's that mixed in too so when it's all you do you get a lot lot wrapped into that um and maybe maybe other moms don't feel that way, but from what I read on the internet, lots of moms do. Because sometimes I'll Google why is staying at home so hard, and there's just articles all over of people just saying I don't know. Right. <laughs> and then other days it's fine. Like some days I do just, you know, I get to cuddle for as long as they want. <laughs> is there anything that surprised you, like outside of like oh, you you know maybe you. you feel like you didn't have the patience that you thought you might was there was there anything else that um, like something else i i worry about 
on a personal level is that I'm a boring person now because I don't, I don't have, I feel like I don't have anything interesting to talk to about it with other folks. Like I don't, you know, people are like, Hey, what's new? And I'm like, I'm, I fix the washing machine. Like, you know, I replace this pump and then I'll go into this long story about how I had to look up the part and, you know, then we got it ordered and there was like junk socks in it or something. And, you know, it's just not, it's not interesting to people to talk about, or, or maybe I, I perceive that as not interesting. I'll hear like stories from friends about, you know, what they did at work or my, you know, one friend's a teacher or a professor and she talks about her classes and volunteering and, and it all sounds so interesting. And I'm like, I'm tracking like the poop level of my middle child right now. I think that's a pretty common perception among stay at home moms, at least in the, the, some of the other mothers I know that have been at home. I think that's a, they think they're boring too. Yeah. Or they think that there's, I guess then I just don't really have anything to say. Like I, right. Because, I mean, honestly, my kids are the most interesting things in my lives. Yep. And it's not just because I stay home. It's because they're interesting. Kids are really interesting. And if you're there to see them, you know, as any parent is, you want to talk about it because that's neat. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see them see them grow. So it's just more how you feel. Like, do you feel boring because all you do is talk about your kids? But, but then that goes it's like, back that's to... my biggest project right now. So yeah. <laughs> if I was building a dam... That would be my interesting project, but yeah. I'm not. I'm, I guess, making people. So, well played. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were, if you were going to speak to other stay-at-home moms right now, and and you know, here's you know, you're contemplating going back or maybe not going back. Are there any words of wisdom that you would impart, or is there? I don't, because I haven't figured it out. I still don't know where where I'm going yep. with this at the end. And I don't know how you show on a resume um, that I've grown and I've learned things when I guess I don't have proof. You know, if you've been with an employer and you did something for seven years, right. you could say, oh, I worked with this company and I did these yeah. tasks. You have performance reviews and right? you have, yeah. But when you stay home, you just, you do these like obvious things like, and then you get the eye roll while well, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really, not really the case. I guess they do, but just to a less extent, I guess it's not all day, all the time. Right. So it's tough. Like, well, I realize my technical skills have not advanced. I don't expect that to be like magically something that's, and in fact, they, they probably get a little worse because I've forgotten, forgotten things, but um, definitely my level of responsibility and my commitment of things is, is significantly higher. My management of people is improved i think <laughs> yeah drastically um i'm definitely good at multitasking more than i i even was and i was always pretty good at multitasking so i can see that that's that's also improved so it's kind of i'm kind of at a place where i don't know how how i would word something like that and 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 i i honestly feel that the answer is you just don't. You just put that that's what you were doing at home. You were, you know, you were at home with family and you leave it at that. Cuz I don't think even writing out those skills would be I mean, I could say they are. I could in my soft skills section, I guess, but I don't see an employer who's never stayed home with children to sit down and even if I detailed half the things I did in a day to care. 
that that would be transferable. Now, now that could just be my perception on how how I feel they may see it coming, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any proof. Right. And maybe part of the problem is I'm in it and I haven't really given it a hard thought on what I want to do. Um, you know, so I, I'm not in that mode where, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do to get there. Right. I'm more just in this like fearful stage of, you know, putting away baby equipment and, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what I've been doing all the time. Like, what do I do all the time? Like, what am I doing all day long? Yeah. Doubting yourself. It's back to, did I do a good job? Am I doing what I wanted to do? I, I want to say yes mm-hmm. with a bunch of caveats, I guess. Yeah. It, it comes down to, I, I value what I've done, but I'm not 100% sure that other people can value what I've done. Like what you just heard? Want more? Subscribe through iTunes and be sure to visit the website at wemakepeople.org for more resources and discussion. Share, connect, empower. We make people. Thanks for listening. <laughs>